Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Healthy vs. Toxic, the podcast where licensed mental health professionals explore what makes a relationship healthy or unhealthy or even abusive, all from a scientifically informed perspective. This is Dr. Grande. Today's question asks, if somebody's in a romantic relationship with a narcissist that ends, why does that person still love the narcissist? We see this happens quite a bit. So here I'm really talking about a romantic relationship that terminated like a permanent separation or a divorce, but could also be like a dating relationship that ended And I think some of these could also apply even if somebody's still with the narcissist, right? So like, why does somebody love a narcissist? But again, these are mostly designed around why does somebody still love the narcissist even though they're not with them anymore? So here I'll be covering five reasons that you still love the narcissist. So with a narcissistic romantic relationship comes a certain degree of manipulation, less than kind treatment, a fair amount of stress, and sometimes feelings of depression and anxiety. There can be a lot of other problems associated with these relationships as well. So at the very least, they are an unpleasant experience, and at the worst, unimaginably horrible. And even with all this, when the relationship is over, a lot of people find themselves missing the narcissist, but also still loving the narcissist. And considering all the bad things that happened during the course of the relationship, it's understandable that this feeling of love or missing somebody can come as a surprise to someone. So before I get into this list of five reasons, it is important to note here that what somebody feels may not be love at all. For this video, of course, I'm operating under the assumption that the feelings really are love, but a lot of things can imitate love. So if someone's missing a narcissist or feels like they love a narcissist, it makes sense to give that some time and kind of see if that's really still a feeling of love, or something else. But either way, again, I'm assuming that this is a situation where there was love. So I'll start with reason number one here. Reason number one is that it's how human beings are wired. So people fall in love and they can have a love that lasts the rest of their lives. Even if you don't like somebody, you may still love them. And that could be painful and hard to comprehend. Another piece here is that people sometimes seem better from a distance. Right. So again, I think this is the way people are wired. We tend to miss people when we're away from them. And when we have them back, we realize why we left in the first place. So distance itself could be a factor. The separation itself may explain why there are feelings of love. The second reason why somebody still loves the narcissist 
This is around the superficial charm that we see that's fairly common with narcissism and with a related construct, psychopathy. A lot of times when we see narcissism, we also see psychopathy. Both possess a superficial charm. And this means that the initial presentation can be very strong, can be very convincing. A narcissist has a lot of charm, but not a lot of depth. But sometimes the charm is enough to get the feelings of love going. Another activity that narcissists engage in is referred to as love bombing. And this is really a constant barrage of gestures like flowers, going out frequently to the movies or to the theater or dinner, a number of text messages expressing affection. So the appearance of being very thoughtful. Now, of course, with the narcissist, this stops, but the memory is still there. The feeling is still there. So sometimes when you look at superficial charm, you see the real power is that it is, in fact, charming. The fact that it's superficial or temporary may not really matter because the effect that the charm was supposed to get already occurred. So you already fell in love with the narcissist, and then, of course, that charm ends. Related to this, we also see grand gestures. This is fairly common with narcissism, and this is when somebody does something really noticeable, right? Like buying a really expensive ring, proclaiming their love in front of a large group of people. So sometimes people will describe this grand gesture component as being swept off their feet, right? Somebody's sweeping me off my feet. So this can also be, like the superficial charm, quite powerful. So we could also look here at this social dominance and confidence that we see with narcissism. It could be related here in terms of it's very appealing. The superficial charm is appealing. And when somebody's really confident and dominant in social situations, that can be appealing as well, even though that's a characteristic that lasts a long time. Again, the charm ends. Those characteristics would not end. This brings me to the third reason. And this is that the traits of the narcissist can make you feel loved, even if those traits are considered destructive. Sometimes the way the traits are interpreted or expressed can make somebody feel cared for or loved. So we can look at several of these traits and see that idea expressed, right? The fantasies of success and power also include fantasies of the ideal love. So if you are that ideal love, if you are the perfect love, you're really, in a sense, sharing in the narcissistic fantasy, at least potentially. And that's very attractive. That's a very powerful feeling. We could look at the jealousy that the narcissist has. The jealousy could be interpreted as making you feel very wanted. The narcissist devalues rivals, right? And this is, again, tied to the jealousy. So they point out the flaws of your previous romantic partners. And again, even though this is kind of negative and really unnecessary, it can be interpreted as an abundance of caring. They love you so much, they're willing to criticize and take time to devalue these other people. Then we could look at this feeling of being special and unique. So this is a characteristic the narcissist could have. What happens here is they can project this belief onto you, right? They intensely believe that they are special, that there's no one else in the world like them. So to the extent that they believe that, and to the extent they have a strong ability to project, you can come to feel that the same way. You'll feel special. You'll feel unique. And in a moment, again, kind of share in the narcissistic trait, not to the degree we really have the trait, but again, just a moment where you can experience it. You can have an overlap there an ability to touch on that trait for a moment and feel how powerful that must feel 
to the narcissist. So it kind of explains in some sense why narcissism has a self-maintaining characteristic to it. The narcissist can feel really good by having narcissistic traits. And again, you get a little part of that sometimes. That's why you may still love the narcissist. Another item related to the same reason is the narcissistic tendency to criticize. These criticisms could be interpreted as paying a lot of attention to you. So a willingness to invest time and energy in your well-being. Even though that seems kind of strange, like they're criticizing you, but somehow, again, this makes it look like they really care about you. I think what happens really is that sometimes it doesn't matter what somebody is saying, whether it's positive or negative. The fact that they're saying anything at all can matter to some people. It can make people feel loved. Taking the time just to make any type of statement, especially if they're taking a lot of time, can be viewed as quite attractive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The fourth reason is the traits that they have led to the feelings of love because those traits are unaffected by narcissism. So I talked about how some of the traits of narcissism can lead to feeling loved. Well, some other traits that they have can also lead to feelings of love. Again, even if they're not tied in with that narcissistic component. For example, some narcissists have an incredible sense of humor, seemingly detached from many of the undesirable characteristics of narcissism. Some are great listeners. Some make you feel like they're thinking about you all the time. A narcissist could be physically attractive. And physical attraction can't be underestimated. It's the largest single component of attraction, regardless of gender. Now, around this, there's this theory that narcissists are actually more attractive. So it's not just that a narcissist could happen to be physically attractive, but there's a tendency to be more physically attractive. And this theory really says that this occurs because the narcissist puts more effort into looking attractive. They require excessive admiration. So they get admiration by making themselves look more appealing. So the fifth reason you still love the narcissist, this is the last reason in this list, is they remind you of an important narcissist in your life, right? This is actually a fairly common occurrence. In counseling, we call this transference. So for example, if there's a female client and they have a female counselor and that counselor is close in age to the client, that client may start to treat that female counselor like a sister, even though they don't realize they're doing that. Again, this is called transference. Now, countertransference is when the counselor does this to the client. And typically, this is considered destructive. It's not good for the counseling relationship. In the same sense, this transference, the reason you still love the narcissist, is not necessarily positive either. So the narcissist that you're in love with may remind you of a parent, grandparent, a brother, or a sister, who perhaps was also narcissistic. So essentially, that 
narcissistic relationship formed and it left an impression on you. And then the narcissist reminds you of that. So you're in love with them as well. And it's hard to separate from that. It's hard to push them away. Again, even though they're not with you physically, the love is still there. In the same manner that you likely still love that other figure, the parent, the grandparent, whoever it was. So that's a very powerful way that that attachment can form, an attachment of love or a feeling like love. Sometimes, of course, it's really just dependency. But again, for this list, I'm talking about the feeling of love. So with all this in mind, the love that somebody has for a narcissist can seem very strong. And the love that the narcissist has for you can seem very strong and seem very real. And that's because often it is. The problem here is that it's a projection of the love they have for themselves, at least in some cases it is. Nothing can make the narcissist not love themselves. That's a powerful, consuming, and unconditional type of love. And again, because they have that love for themselves, it's so strong, and that can be projected, they seem to love you a lot as well. Again, extremely powerful. So another thing to consider here is just because somebody is a narcissist, that doesn't mean they can't genuinely love somebody. It just means that the person is likely to come second to the narcissist, right? You'll never be number one with a narcissist because that slot's already taken. Love and manipulation can also occur at the same time, right? This is something I think a lot of people don't think of. Just because somebody's destructive and manipulative doesn't mean they can't also love. So sometimes what we see is the reason that somebody leaves a relationship with a narcissist isn't because the narcissist failed to love. It's because of all the manipulation, the harm, the toxicity, and the destruction. Sometimes the bad outweighs the good. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Ars Longa Media. The producers for this show are Christopher Brightigan and Madison Linden. The executive producer is Dr. Patrick Beeman. For more content, please visit our website at arslanga.media. To leave feedback or suggestions, send an email to info at arslanga.media. To find more content from Dr. Grande, including a link to his YouTube channel and his other Ars Longa podcasts, visit our website at arslanga.media. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as medical or mental health advice. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis. Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence, which for two years covered in depth Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 of murdering his wife Maggie and son Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, we will tell you stories of other true crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence. And give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page.